the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. It's all I want. She's blonde, five foot two. It's all I need, yeah. And one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. This is my America. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you to my listeners for being here tonight on this special edition of the Andrea K Show, where we are streaming live for three hours straight, commercial free. But get, as always, we're bringing you guys the best content and the best guest anywhere, anytime, anyplace, anyhow. And I've got a shocking story to share with you guys today. We just came off of the anniversary of 9-11. And little by little, as I've been saying for the last 20 years, I don't even want to see these hashtag never forgets anymore because we have clearly forgotten so much so that the families of the victims of 9-11 are, according to my next guest, remember that lawsuit that took place many years ago where the family sued Saudi Arabia, I believe, and the Taliban, and they were supposed to get their recompense? Well, according to my next guest, it's the Biden administration themselves who might be trying to stop the families from finally getting the money that they deserve. Joining me now to discuss this shocking story is Daniel Greenfield, the Sultan of Kanish. You can uh, read his articles and at and his blog post and also in anything you need to know, see his former appearances on other outlets at danielgreenfield.org. And he joins me now. Hi, Daniel Greenfield. Welcome to the Andrea K. Show. My pleasure. It's good to be back. All righty. So when I read this article the other day of yours, I thought, what the huh in the words of Joe Biden? First of all, you know, the the lawsuit that took place many years ago is something that took place many years ago. And I think the American people just assumed that the victims got their money. Please refresh the memories of Americans as to what happened, what this lawsuit was about and what's going on today. So a number of the 911 families sued uh, the perpetrators, uh, Saudi, really the states behind the perpetrators. So the Saudis, um, who supplied many of the hijackers, Iran, um, whose officials actually helped um, facilitate the whole thing, and they sued the Taliban. Now, obviously, uh, they won in court, but also just as obviously, there was no real way to collect. You could collect to some degree from Iran, because we have some sanctioned properties from the former government of Iran, but you are not going to collect from the Taliban, except uh, once Joe Biden accomplishes retreat, the Taliban were left in charge of Afghanistan, and uh, Afghanistan's bank reserves were now actually in our custody. So they actually are sitting in a big building um, in downtown Manhattan, right off Wall Street. There's a whole lot of gold and other things sitting in the basement there. we really supplied Afghanistan for, you know, Afghanistan's new government. For its entire existence, we spent trillions of dollars on the whole project. So, frankly, it's our money to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Taliban were very outraged, and they demanded control of the money. Uh, the Biden administration um, 
announced that it was going to split the money, uh, $3.5 billion for a fund that they've now announced for humanitarian relief in Afghanistan, which is obviously going to, the Taliban are going to take a big bite out of that. Another $3.5 billion would be segregated so that the families could, in theory, appeal for that money in court. Now, by the way, the families had won a $6 billion judgment. So already uh, Biden announced that he was taking $3.5 billion off the table and using it to negotiate with the Taliban. That's bad enough in and of itself. Um, the Biden administration said that they were going to let the families have their day in court. <laughs> what they actually did was they actually came to court and said that the families were not entitled to the money uh, because that would actually interfere with Biden's ability to set foreign policy. So not only did he steal the $3.5 billion for the Taliban, they're now trying to steal the remaining money from the families. Wow. Talk about re-victimizing these people all over again. And in order to pay off the very terrorists that we went to Afghanistan to try to destroy. Now we're funding them. Now We are funding them on a massive scale. On a massive scale and at the expense of the victims, the the families of 9-11. Why don't they just take the $85 billion worth of military equipment we left over there and sell it on the open market? Sell it to Iran, sell it to Russia. Right. I mean, it's 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 absolute insanity what the Biden administration is doing from a foreign policy standpoint, unless you understand uh, that there is a commonality of ideology, in my opinion, between the Biden administration, the leftist in this country and the Islamist. That's my that's my belief. And I've held it for a long time. And that that's one of the reasons why uh, the Biden administration, the left considers uh, those writers and not even the people that went inside the Capitol on January 6th, but just anybody that believes in traditional America and individual freedom and and individual liberty and dares and wants limited government. We're we're now worse than any than than the terrorists who took down the twin towers. That's my belief as to what's going on behind this. What's your what's your take as to why the Biden administration is doing this? The Biden administration enabled us from day one. There's absolutely no ambiguity here. Uh, you mentioned September 11th. Biden's response to September 11th back then in October was to say we should cut a $200 million check to Iran with no strings attached. Since then, he's given uh, Iran a whole lot more money than that. Uh, you know, the entire botched evacuation that Americans were outraged by. What was actually going on there? The Taliban held on to Americans. Uh, at least 800 Americans have since been evacuated after that withdrawal. And how are we evacuating them? Well, we're actually paying the Taliban $300,000 per flight. Um, to run something called uh, our air, which was originally Osama bin Laden's um, airline, uh, which was used to move terrorists and drugs in and out of Afghanistan. The administration is buying chartered seats um, on these flights at a massive price. And again, this is money going into the hands of the Taliban. 800 million so far have been been directed to Afghanistan after our withdrawal. That's a monumental amount of money at a time when Americans are suffering, when Americans are having trouble uh, putting food on their families' tables. And this is because the bottom line is that, as you've said quite correctly, the left and Islam are aligned. They're both uh, utopian revolutionary movements whose goal is to absolutely enslave people and destroy everything else. So much as Obama facilitated the rise of ISIS and Islamic terrorist groups through the Arab Spring, Biden has facilitated the rebirth of the Taliban and al-Qaeda in Afghanistan, uh, precisely in order to achieve the left's goals. Well, it's incredibly frightening. And of course, uh, you're the only one who's reported on the story that I'm aware of. Um, have you gotten any any uh, play from this on any of the major networks on this story with the uh, on the money here? Oh, absolutely not. And frankly, aside from you, 
most conservatives don't seem to want to touch the story, and it's very curious as to why. That is curious to me. Well, you know, um, there's a there's a lot of phony conservatives. There's also a lot of media outlets, unlike mine, um, that that uh, you know. Um, Put put ham uh, put shackles on the host and what they're allowed to say and how far they're allowed to, and how far they're allowed to go with their opinions and nobody ever tells me what I'm allowed to say and what I'm allowed to think. I also think that there are a lot of quote conservatives that just can't seem to connect the dots between the Islamist and the left in this country. And one of the reasons for that is and what I hear from people is well Andrea they can't share the you know um, they they can't share an ideology because you can't say that the left is is communistic or any of the isms right whether it's communism fascism or totalitarianism i mean they you know there's different versions that the left is looking at here um that's supposed to be not have a religious component how can they be compatible with islam well islam is a political movement in my opinion that hides behind a religious component they're political movements and they're not worried about whether or not it completely matches page 94 in the Communist Manifesto. So I think that's one of the reasons why it's like it's almost too unbelievable for some people to think that this is coordinated, that we have a president of the United States that's literally intentionally um, funding terrorist movements and wanting to to arm with nuclear capabilities the world's largest state sponsor of terror. They just don't they don't want to they can't wrap their heads around that that's what's going on. But it is. Isn't it? And we can just look at history. Uh, who set up, who funded the Islamic terrorist movement in the first place, who brought these people to America? It was very much the left. And when you look at things like the Arab Spring, uh, the Iranian Revolution, it's always been a coordinated effort between local leftists and Islamists. And the Islamists win and they suppress the leftists eventually, but our leftists continue to support them. This has yeah. happened again and again for the mm-hmm. last 60 years. Well, and the Republican Party doesn't get a pass from me either, Daniel Greenfield. We're talking to Grant, Daniel Greenfield, Sultan Kanish. Go to danielgreenfield.org and read all about the, the Taliban money and more on his site. But when Michelle Bachman tried to raise the red flag about how deep the Muslim Brotherhood had infiltrated the U.S. government at all levels, it was the Republican Party that ran her out on a rail. Oh, absolutely. The Republican Party, the Republican establishment, is absolutely in bed with Islamists. If you look at the sort of things that Lindsey Graham gets up to, uh, John McCain before his death would get up to, uh, they would openly promote the Muslim Brotherhood. There's still uh, the establishment wing of the GOP is absolutely in bed with this stuff. And uh, to such a degree, for example, that there's something called the Quincy Institute, which is a partnership between George Soros and the surviving Koch brother, and they promote Iran, they promote the various Islamists. Wow, I didn't even know that. And I thought I was... uh, um, When it comes to going forward, what do you... Do you see uh, who or who do you see in our government if we take, you know, back control of the House and the Senate after the midterms or the presidency in 2024? I mean, the the American people have moved on from 9-11. Clearly, they don't see Islamic terror as a threat anymore. They're not concerned at all about Iran, you know, about what's going on with Taliban. They're not concerned about what's going on with Iran. Um, I I mean, do you see any movement in our government and who do you who do you support who, who you think gets it in our government? And what do you want to see happen if we take uh, control in the midterms or the presidency in 2024? 
most Americans have forgotten. There's a very good reason for that. Uh, the Islamic terrorists moved to their second phase. The first phase was having these large organized attacks conducted from overseas. The second phase was bringing as many people to America as they could, embedding them here, building cells. And, uh, you know, there's hardly a month that passes without some sort of terrorist plot happening and being broken up. But until there's actually a huge successful plot, most Americans are not going to pay attention. Not that many people paid attention during the first World Trade Center bombing. Only seven people were killed. Mm -hmm. Uh, We moved on the next day. And then, you know, uh, September 11th happened. So we are due for a major attack uh, by a domestic terrorist cell the way that has happened in Europe. But for now, we don't have quite the same concentration of population that is obviously changing. And, you know, as we started talking about Afghanistan, there's a massive airlift that uh, is still underway. There are a lot of these people still coming to America. We're going to be looking at over 200,000 by the time all of this is done, maybe even closer to a quarter of a million. Um, All this is really setting the stage for, again, the next generation of terrorism, which is going to come. And by the time people are actually paying attention, it might be too late. So it is really important to pay attention to uh, things like the Afghan Adjustment Act, which is uh, being pushed by Democrats and some Republicans um, in the House and the Senate that would immediately legalize all these unvetted Afghans that Biden brought to America. Uh, They don't want them to actually have to go through the process of applying Mm -hmm. for legalization because they know these people are illegitimately here. Some of them have terrorist ties. They want Congress to immediately legalize them. You know, pay attention to the Republicans who are going along with this. Those are not your friends. Right. I mean, Paul Ryan went along with everything Barack Obama wanted to do with with Syria and bringing all the refugees here. I also think that uh, phase two is also um, there's there was two two facets of the Islamic war on terror. One was through the sword and the others through Sharia. I mean, when we have Ilhan Omar and Rashida Tlaib on the intelligence committees, uh, you know, I mean, we've we, we've we already have courts in this country that are recognizing Sharia. Um, we, you know, we, we can't get in some areas Democrats to vote against female genital mutilation. You know, we already see creeping Sharia taking place here. Part of what the, why they brought, uh, Afghanistan was such a chaotic ending was because it justified having to bring in the middle of the chaos 150,000 plus unvetted here. They knew though, I, I, I know some people that were involved in that and they knew that they were putting men with their little child brides on planes. I mean, they knew, they knew what they were sending here and that's all part of the game and we need Americans to wake up and and I thank you for continuing to write about this and continuing to try to sound the alarm I'm going to continue to try to do so I just wish there was more people in in the media and more people um, running for office and in office that would pay attention to it and what I ask my listeners to do is if you're going to contact anybody you're going to go to you're going to work for a volunteer for a campaign you're going to go to a campaign event you're going to contact campaign officials you need to do so and you need to ask them what their plan is to do to deal with Islamic terror because it has not gone away. It might have changed forms. It might be in in smaller attacks in terms of what they call a lone wolf, um, where you know there was you know there's a, a time period between major attacks. It hasn't gone away and it hasn't been replaced with a bunch of people wearing MAGA hats either. Daniel Greenfield, I thank you so much for being here. Tell everybody again where they can find your stuff and support your work. I'm honored to work for David Horowitz at the David Horowitz Freedom Center at frontpagemag.com. My own site is danielgreenfield.org. Thank you again for having me on and having the courage to discuss these things, which, you know, so many few are. Well, God bless you. And we'll hope to hopefully we'll have you back real soon and continue the discussion. Thank you. All right. Take good care. Um, you know, I don't know what it's, I guess it's going to take another, you know, 3,000, 5,000 people to die before people go. Yeah, that problem ain't gone away, Skins.
You know, I don't know. Uh, by the way, heard from a listener. It was George Hamilton was the overtanned actor that Charlie Crisp is starting to. Although it looks worse on Charlie Crisp because of the white hair. Because George Hamilton kept that gorgeous salt and pepper look, right? Didn't he keep that dark hair? I think so. I think he did. I think he did. Um, you know one thing we haven't covered much? And maybe I need to give it a looky over the weekend and, and visit it. The the Twitter whistleblower thing. Um, from what I understand, and you guys can call in if you if you tell me I'm missing a story here, you know, let me know. 888-344-1170. So far what I've seen, and even on a three-hour extended marathon broadcast like this, Gens, we only have limited time. We can't cover every topic. When it comes to big tech, <sighs> You know, sometimes it, here's when it comes to all topics, when I'm seeing like Ukraine, where all the legacy media are all pushing the same story and talking about it in the same way. I think squirrel. I think they're wanting me to it's a squirrel. They're wanting me to uh, be be misdirected and they want me to deflect my attention away from something towards something. Right. And to me, I don't think it should come as a shock to anybody that Twitter has some Chinese person who's infiltrated the organization. I mean, you know, Americans are all day long on TikTok knowing full dang well that the Chinese Communist Party is behind that app and spying on them all day long. And yet they're still on TikTok. So uh, I've pointed that out to to several people and they they never really thought about it. But yeah, it, China's behind that. You think they're just n- not collecting information. They're taking every piece of data they can. Right. So Twitter, Twitter hasn't been solid on their cybersecurity and they've got a Chinese person working there. I'm supposed to be shocked by that. I'm supposed to I'm supposed to watch these hearings and think that the U.S. government's doing a bang up job on oversight because they brought the bring out instead of bringing out the Twitter whistleblower, Twitter whistleblower. How about you bring out all the FBI whistleblowers that have been talking about what's going on inside the FBI, about how they have had quota system set up, which is it's illegal. It's illegal to to have a law enforcement agency set a quota for how many people they can try to bust. And the reason why that's illegal is because you want you want law enforcement to only be handling actual crimes or investigating uh, on the basis of probable cause of a crime. You don't want them out there looking for crimes because they will manufacture crimes. And that is what's been going on, if not long before Trump came down the escalators. It's, it's exactly what's been going on since he came down the escalators. And it's what's happening across this country with this domestic violence extremist nonsense where they're, we're, they're cooking the books. So, no, I, I, you know, they want us to be obsessed over this Twitter story. Right. And if I am going to obsess over Twitter, it's going to be over the fact that the White House got busted in coordinating with Facebook and Twitter to try to stop you from knowing the truth about the shots, to try to stop you from knowing the truth about covid and to try to stop you from knowing the truth about Hunter Biden and his laptop story. Stick to that, Republican Party. Stick to that. Well you, should, well, you should pretty much know, unless you're on Truth Social, no matter what platform you're on, even if it's not owned by China, you know, you're not going to get the information. Don't use social media as a news source. You should automatically know right. that things are going to get buried. Yeah. Do you remember back when people used to use John? Young people would say, what's the number one source of your news? John Stewart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever happened to John Stewart, by the way? I have no idea. I haven't heard name his name in a quick minute. Yeah. Um. I never lie. I don't watch any 
uh, late night uh, shows. Never really did. Um, what about the search engine uh, Ask Jeeves? You remember that? No. What search engine Ask Jeeves? I don't. I don't have an. First of all, I don't have an iPhone, so I don't do. I don't. No, it was an iPhone. It was. It was web. It was. I might still be out there. I don't know. Oh, it, you mean it, like a Google? It was. It was like a Google search engine. It was called Ask Jeeves, and the, their little logo was this butler guy. You could ask him anything. Oh. I remember that yeah I, that didn't really take off i don't know why well because americans are such you know we're creatures of habit once we glom onto something we're there you know it's like you know it's like the people that continue to still watch you know whatever you know because it's you know that's just the i mean bill o'reilly continued to be the number one cable show for many many years and a lot of that in the later years just because people were in the habit of watching it it wasn't even like it was a good show anymore um but i think that you know where are these fbi whistleblowers if you can bring the twitter whistleblower out before congress you bring out those fbi whistleblowers let me tell you a story so um and coming up in in a few minutes we've got a former fbi eric agent eric carone who's going to be here who says that um the fbi needs a colonoscopy (laughs) <laughs> I love the imagery. I mean, that. if that's coming from a guy that used to work there. <laughs> um, so y'all know that Mike Lindell had his cell phone seized um, in the Hardy's even after, driving. Even after saying he depended on it for his business because he doesn't have a computer and he has his hearing aids controlled by it, didn't matter. No, they don't care about that. Hopefully, you know what? Did did he actually get his Hardy's order first? Was he able to eat? Or I would they, hope so. I mean, you know. Let Mike eat. I know. Or did they like, or, and, and how Confiscate long? Confiscate his food too. I know. I mean, that's that's the, the worst part of it. Hardy's actually started tweeting out, now that you know who we are, how about you come visit us? Did they really? Yeah. I mean, too soon, you think, for the Hardys to be? Uh, They got clever marketing. I'll say that. Yeah. Um, Okay. So after he got his phone snatched from him, um, I think he was in the middle of the drive-thru. I don't think he had made it through and gotten his, you know, what's the Hardys equivalent of the famous star? So anyway, so then after that happened, I tweeted, or not tweeted, I texted Dr. Frank who I've become friendly with. Y'all know he's been on the show a few times. Dr. Frank is, if Lindell is talking about election fraud, it's based on Dr. Frank's analysis in large part because Dr. Frank is the mathematician and analyst who did so much of, not all of it, but did it in, in, I think it was the Dominion machine. I I can't remember which area, but it was like Dr. Frank. So I thought, uh uh-oh. So I texted Dr. Frank and I said, you know, I'm worried uh, after what happened to Mike, I'm worried the FBI is going to raid you next. I, and I said, praying over you. And I sent the little prayer symbol and he texted me back. Thank you, bud. Little flag. You know, we send each other little emojis. Then I see later on Facebook that after he got off the plane, that FBI agents were there to meet him and took his and took his phone. And then, OK, so now, I mean, they've seen. Obviously, they looked through his his messages I would would have been one of the last. <laughs> you should you guys should see Skins' facial expression. So, I don't know you. <laughs> if anybody's listening, I don't know that woman. Um, I mean, I didn't say anything bad, but I mean, clearly, I'm in his contacts, and clearly, I'm mentioning the FBI. And you know, they're going through it. They know they're going through the phone. I will tell you, I had a moment. I had a moment of realization that oh. Yeah, because if you really believe that they are doing a drag, 
of anybody that they think questions the outcome of the elections and any and 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 I, I texted a family today and I'm like, you know, this feels weird. I said, because I have enjoyed not having a high profile like uh, Bannon. I, I get to come in here every day. So I have a question for you tonight. Then. On let me finish. I have a, I, I get to come in, you know, at, and tonight especially doing a marathon. I get to say whatever I want to say, speak my mind. Nobody here tries to stop me uh, from sharing my opinions. But I'm under the hard deck, right? To use your Top Gun Maverick, you know, you know analogy. Yep, yep. And I'm not high profile, so I have been feeling as though I get to come here and tell y'all, warn you about the FBI and the weaponization, the deep state, while feeling as though I'm I'm so anonymous that the that these people are fbi and the doj is not going to know me and know who i am and then i'm on a text of dr frank's phone so that's my next question to you is at what point and maybe you don't think we're there yet do they start going after the non more the non high profile people when it comes to media when it comes to people that have been talking about the election do you think they're there yet they went to a woman's house in new jersey Simply be, who was who nobody knew of, not in media. I think she's a stay-at-home mom because somebody snitched and said she was at the Capitol. Not that she went in, not that she did anything untoward. She was just at the Capitol. And, you know, I, I've got friends that were there um, with news crews that are now on no-fly list that never went inside the Capitol, that were literally there doing journalism. And are on no fly list now as a result of it. So um, I, I think that I think that if we if we do believe our analysis is correct, and they're going to start widening and going from the higher profile people down to the lower profile people, then I, I, I think it's only a matter of time i think in terms of timing i think that would depend on the midterms well and and again you don't even know what they're thinking i mean it could they might have an agent go after somebody or they might have somebody say you know what call the airlines they're not flying i think that they probably have looked at everybody that i think they probably saw my text probably got on my socials and know that i wasn't anywhere near the capitol on january 6th and said not wasn't worth their while. Yeah. Um, I also am not as, as heavy in my social media as I used to be because Facebook took down my face. I had a Facebook profile page, which had 5,000 friends, many thousands of followers. I also had a fan page that had thousands of followers, and they took that down. They have me so restricted. Half the time I get up every day, and I don't know, am I even going to be able to do anything today? I'm not even doing Facebook Live anymore because it's such a, a pain. We're, but by by the way, we are going to we're rebooting the whole on camera experience for you guys. But my point is, there's not that much that they are going to be able to find, you know, f- from me. Um, but do I think that people at my level that maybe are more vocal that they can find on social media? Well, and you bring up a good point. That's the thing. They're yeah. looking for people that are going out there all the time, especially on social media, making those posts and if you're not making those posts because you've been flagged, that might be a good thing. Well, I, I mean, who knows? Well, I don't think so because we should be able to 
Stacey Abrams, we pulled a clip yesterday and we forgot about it today. Stacey Abrams is now denying that she was an election denier when she went around, uh, you know, for I don't know how long, up until like five seconds ago, claiming that she actually won the governorship in Georgia and quote that it was not a free or fair election. She went on The View and said that the election was not free nor fair and that she won it and that it was stolen from her. Yet now, two days ago, she's on The View saying, I never said that. What I talked about was... Was voter suppression just complete lies right because they have to they have to go after it they've got to declare that it's criminal to question the outcome of an election i have it if you want it before we go to the guest um how long is it i think it was like a two minute i mean we can just take as much as you want it's it's, it's two minutes but we can no go ahead and run it um so this is your second run against uh, incumbent brian kemp for governor and polls show a tight race especially the poll this morning um now when you lost in 2018 you didn't traditionally concede which i appreciated because you cited voter suppression <laughs> are you confident that this will be a free and fair collection and uh, um sorry um election and not a repeat performance of what happened before. So I, I appreciate the, the question and the framing. I have never denied that I lost. I don't live in the governor's mansion. I would have noticed. Uh, I, and there is this clip that's going around and it shows me saying that we won. And what I was referring to was that we won in terms of communities that were long left out of the electoral process, right. finally participated in 18 at outstanding numbers. Right. But I, yeah, you know I'm what? Yeah, I mean, just the, the does that tell you everything you need to know about the left today? Denying that she was an election denier. I mean, who who's who's watching that movie? Who's you're, believing? You're denying the denial. You're, she's denying the denial. <laughs> but you know what? The left knows she's lying, but they don't care, right? They don't care about the truth. Because they want 75 million MAGA voters to be declared domestic violence extremists simply for questioning the outcome of an election. And they want that to be criminalized. And they want to round up all the rest of us that haven't been rounded up and thrown in the gulag with the rest of them. Here to discuss the FBI and the weaponization of the FBI and the DOJ. First time on the Andrea K. Show. I'm super excited because I saw that he was on Real America's Voice, which is I was on RAV today on my my buddy Dr. Gina's show, who, by the way, I think she was one of the people that was put on a no-fly simply because she was outside the Capitol on January 6th. Joining me now is, and I hope I'm pronouncing his name right, Eric Carone. I'm going to pronounce it Carone, like in that fabulous actress, Leslie Carone. He is, uh, he's got a long list. Dude's done more than just uh, been former uh, FBI. He's former DHS, former ICE. Ooh, an Interpol special agent. He's an expert in transnational crime. I don't even know what that is. He's an expert in counterterrorism and money laundering. He must know all about what the Biden's been up to. And he joins me now. Thank you for being here on tonight's Andrea K Show, Eric. Hey, Andrea, what an honor to be on with you. From beautiful uh, Cape Cod, not far from Massa's Venue. Oh my goodness, you up there where the humanitarian crisis just broke today with 50 illegal immigrants dropped off by that evil Satan DeSantis. Before we get into the FBI and the DOJ, what's your thoughts on that, Sitch? Well, you know, uh, the the governor uh, of Florida, you know, uh, he knew that the Massachusetts population has been decreasing over the last, what, decade. And so he, um, you know, and Florida's population is going through the roof. So he gave uh, a gift to Massachusetts uh, in the form of uh, 50 or so illegal aliens. Um, and so because, you know, he paid it forward because 
you know, as you know, Joe Biden uh, gave uh, the, the governor a gift and he mm-hmm. paid it forward to Massachusetts residents. And yeah, and we, we here in Massachusetts will have to, to um, feed and house and educate uh, and, and provide all the medical services uh, to the tune of a few billion dollars a mm-hmm. year we spend here in Massachusetts alone on illegal aliens. And then, as you know, the security implications, you know, again, I mean, there's an economic implication to all of this here in Massachusetts. And then the security implication, we really don't know who these 50 people are. We know that some of them are probably criminals. Um, and who knows, some of them could be terrorists. We just don't know. And so this makes um, not just Massachusetts, as we know, um, you know, less secure. It really makes all of New England, all of the United States, not very secure. Because, you know, um, Joe Biden um, is sending these illegal aliens to a lot of states in America these days. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so we know crime, these illegal aliens don't necessarily stay just in Massachusetts. They're going to go to New Hampshire. They're going to go to Rhode Island. They're going to go to New York and other states. So um, good on, good for Mass, good for the governor of uh, Florida for sharing the love, mm-hmm. sharing the responsibility. Well, to, yeah, because uh, the liberal mayors. Well, yeah, because you know what? Uh, the mayor of New York, these are all they they've declared themselves sanctuary cities. So why would they not yeah. be welcoming these people? Florida didn't say Governor DeSantis. They didn't declare themselves a sanctuary state. So if you've got if you've got pockets to where where you've got cities, you've got counties, you've got entire states like California who've said, "Look, we're not going to uh, work with ICE. We're not going to work with local law enforcement. We're going to let these right. people. We're going to let these criminals live among the people and and commit acts of of crime among the people because that's the sanctuary we're going to do." Well, then you take. Each and every one of them. Why should a state that didn't declare that they were going to allow this criminal element? Because the very act that they're in this country illegally makes them criminals. Why Why should Florida have to suck it up? No. So I think he absolutely Amen. did the right thing. In fact, there's a story here in California that um, I'm going to share with you guys a little bit later um, that has to do with the extent in which uh, these sanctuary states like in California are willing to go. The crimes that they're willing to tolerate here on yep. behalf of um, their political ambitions. And so, yeah, so all the all these Republican governors are doing the right thing. You you know, the Biden administration wants to have an invasion. Well, then you take them on in your sanctuary cities. I one of the things one of the things very few people are talking about today, though, that was genius. Everybody's talking about DeSantis. But there was also was it Abbott who sent illegals to the vice president's uh, Kamala Harris's VP residence? Because that was kind of a bright move. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And, you know, I got to tell you this number. I mean, for, for you, for you, for your listeners, I mean, in fiscal year 2021, and you may already know this, you probably do, but ICE released over 10,000 convicted criminals, mm-hmm. convicted over 6,500 6, illegal aliens were also released with pending criminal charges. Wow. So that's over 16,000 criminal aliens that we, we, the U.S. government, Mm -hmm. had in their possession, right? And we said, we're going to release you, just like, you know, many sanctuary states do. And as you know, and you've witnessed this, these states are releasing criminals because they're not turning them over to ICE. 
Like Kate Steinle's killer. They're going out killing people. Right. Isn't that what happened with Kate Steinle's killer? Isn't that exactly what happened? He wasn't handed over and he ends up getting a gun and and killing Kate Steinle. Let me tell you this story. Well, um, this is out here in California. A man accused of beheading a woman in broad daylight in San Carlos, California last week. He was an illegal alien who had been in this country, overstayed his tourist visa. That's not, not only did he decapitate this woman, but he had been convicted of raping an under three-year-old and didn't spend a day in jail because not only are they releasing them, if they do arrest them and get pro- and, and prosecute them, they often undercharge or don't 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 um, put them in prison as long as they should have. He also was yep. accused of raping an unconscious person and was sentenced to a reduced charge and only served three years of probation for that. These are the worst of the worst in our society and the Democrats are protecting them. So I quite frankly don't want to hear any complaints from these little um, uh, um, snowflake muffies and duffies up in Martha's Vineyard, Eric Carone, yeah. because they don't like these 50 illegals there. They need to be, you know, experiencing a little bit. Maybe if they experience a little bit of the pain that the rest of the country, like us in California and beyond, have experienced, maybe they might want a little change in policy. Got to shift gears, though, and get and pick your brain on the FBI and what's going on here, because... Um, I never in my life, I'm the daughter of two Marines, I grew up with just such a love of country, um, belief in our justice system as being imperfect, but the best in the world. And now I fear my government. And I fe- and I believe the FBI, I've been saying for years, that the FBI, that it's not just those at the top, that the rank and file is rank as well, because it's the rank and file showing up at that, like Lisa Gallagher's house, a stay-at-home mom, and scaring her to death and intimidating her and her children on, on, for on no basis of probable cause. I don't know if you heard that story. Um, that raid in Mar-a-Lago stinks to high heaven. Um, I, I don't. I, I know that you think that maybe they need a colonoscopy. I love that. <laughs> I love that but i don't know if it's just a, a rotting corpse that just needs to be um needs to be and you know um put under some flames and go away permanently your thoughts yes yes i well i i do think they need to go away um i think the, the bureau uh needs to be abolished um the other agencies there's about a half a dozen other agencies that could could really pick up their responsibilities no problem um yeah, yeah. I mean, let's look at the facts of the matter is, is, is that Donald Trump has been investigated nearly four or five, at least that we know of, um, d- during the last four or five years by the Federal Bureau of Investigations. I'll call it the Federal Bureau of Injustice. Um, and, and, and we've spent $100 million. I mean, between mm. all the investigations past and present, we're looking at hundreds of millions of dollars being spent on a, a former president. And, you know, we're treating him like he's uh, a former, uh, a present organized crime member or a mm-hmm. terrorist. And um, these, these activities are activities we see that I see in third world countries like in Uganda and in Tanzania and Kenya, um, where their dictators um you know, imprison, harass, and in some cases kill their opponents. Um, for the American people to regain trust in their criminal justice system, they need, we need the FBI to be abolished. And I hope and pray that this November, 
uh, we we get on that path because we have to take back Congress mm-hmm. for such action to happen. Uh, I, 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 how far do you see that we were talking earlier um, before I brought you on? I was sharing a story that um, Mike Lindell's uh, election fraud guy who's done all the analysis, Dr. Frank. I, I texted Dr. Frank. He's a friend of mine yesterday. And I'm like, look, Lindell had his phone snatched in the Hardy's drive through. I'm worried about the FBI coming after you. I'm praying over you. And he's, you know, so we had a text exchange. And then he posts sure. on Facebook a little bit later that as soon as he got off the plane, they got his phone. And I'm like, rut row. Um, <laughs> um, they looking at they looking at his phone, and so my producer was asking me earlier, you know, a few minutes ago, how soon before you think? And I've enjoyed the fact that while while I have my daily show, I'm you know I'm not high profile like a Steve Bannon, and I've been able to come and just flap my gums without any worry about the FBI and the DOJ coming after me. They're going to be widening the net. I mean, how? Yeah. I mean, if we don't rein them in. We know that Joe Biden and and um, all, all these other Democrats are saying that all of us MAGA are domestic violence extremists. We the movement's got to be killed off. We're no better than the terrorist on nine eleven. From your long time understanding yep. and all your, how do you? If we don't rein it in, how soon before you think that dragnet actually does get to the me's of the world and others? Well, I think we're there. Unfortunately, um, you know, we let's look at what what happened to General Flynn. Right. Um, I mean, he was, un, you know, uh, he was targeted. Uh, information, secret information was leaked to the to the media uh, re- relating to his uh, his work at the White House. Um, they demonized him and, and and, you know, he was unfairly prosecuted. Um, yeah. So we're in a canceled culture society right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't, you know, I know that I, I, I haven't gotten certain jobs because I lean too far to the right, which uh-huh. is conservative, Eric. Uh, you know, and, you know, corporate America just, yeah, just doesn't like, uh, you know, that, you know, in, in their workplace. And uh, so um, I haven't gotten certain jobs. I know certain friends that have, have distanced themselves from me because of my political views on certain topics relating to the former president. Um, it's, it's ongoing here in America, unfortunately. And again, um, this November is an important election. Uh, I think the American people, if I may say, will, we will come back to the, I say center because we've gone so far over to the left, if you will. Um, I think we're going to, push it back to the center uh, this November. We'll take back uh, the, the House and you know, hopefully the Senate. Um, and, um, and hopefully we take back the White House in less than two years. Um, and, and then we start to see the, uh, the Bureau being uh, abolished uh, and the Department of Homeland Insecurity become the Department of Homeland Security once again because our nation can't stand uh, on, on these principles, these where we are basically targeting innocent people and we're weaponizing, as it's been said, our criminal justice system. It has to stop. And we also have to realize the number one job of our elected officials is to keep our butts safe. We learned right. that lesson the hard way on 9-11.
And so yeah. with an open border, this is, this is not helping our economy. Mm-hmm. This is not helping our security as no, it stands right now. Right. In fact, they have found uh, upwards just what they've captured is 88 of uh, those from the terror watch list. And we know that, the, and that's just what they've gotten. We And there's been hundreds of thousands of, of getaways. Of so we don't know how yep. many. We know that there right now is a center being built in Tijuana uh, to house uh, those from the Iranian uh, Revolutionary Guard because uh, that are on their way here because Joe Biden made it no longer illegal for members, former members or current members of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard from coming into this country. So they're on their way here. I mean, so this is, this is the cartel and 13. I mean, this is this is not just an economic, but a national it's a national security risk. It's an invasion at our southern border. And, you know, had tip had tip to DeSantis and and Abbott for bringing attention to it. I wish more of the Republican uh, office holders currently in Congress would be screaming and yelling about it. What are your thoughts on the 87,000 IRS agents that are now going to be armed? (laughs) Well, um, I hope they're hopefully they they are well trained. Um, um, I um, you know some of the IRS special agents, the criminal agents, if you will, I, I see them in a role relating to national security, right? Um, in helping identify international drug smugglers and terrorists on the joint terrorism task forces that are established throughout America. So there is a there is a role for for IRS criminal investigators that play in our security in America. Um, but again, we, we as a nation have to be careful. We don't, we don't weaponize mm-hmm. the IRS like we've done, yeah. like the federal Bureau of, of investigations. We, where that agency has been somewhat weaponized. I mean, I say somewhat, it has been mm-hmm. over the last three, four years. So I think the IRS has a role to play in criminal investigations and in terrorist investigations. They have um, tremendous um, resources uh, and intelligence relating to, of course, uh, uh, financial documents and, and tax returns. But but we have to be mindful of the fact that some of these officials in IRS may not be um, playing uh, by the by the rules that have that have been established. Well, so, I mean, we know so. that I don't think that anything's been changed in the culture of the IRS since Lois Lerner uh, was targeting it to try to stop to try to yep. to influence the outcome of elections by trying to stop Tea Party groups. And you know, the yep. IRS is the only agency that gets to declare you guilty until proven innocent and seize all of your assets. So I'm yep. particularly uncomfortable given the fact that our U.S. government is so weaponized. The FBI and the DOJ and and Jan, Janet Yellen uh, was all out today talking about how the IRS is just so important to our society and our culture. And so anytime you know, anytime they're coming to the microphone to defend an institution, that's an institution we need to be worried about because the yeah. far lefties are, are aiming to continue to weaponize it. We should have never done it. Uh, we we I, I'm I can remember didn't wasn't there a little thing called the Boston Tea Party? Right. Over some taxation. Right. We need to abolish the IRS and go to a flat tax or a consumption tax. It's what we need to do. I I don't I don't disagree with you on that. And, you know, power corrupts and, you know, power corrupts. Absolutely. So so we have to have those checks and balances uh, relating to our our 
federal agencies such as the FBI, even the CIA and, and the IRS and Homeland Security. We need oversight. That's what Congress is supposed to be doing, is mm-hmm. keeping uh, eyes and ears open uh, and, and, and a, a watch over these agencies so, so we don't have uh, the lowest learner of the world um, corrupting us. Well, but see, Lois Lerner um, did pull to Hillary Clinton and said, oh, all those emails, our, our, our hard drive was completely destroyed. Just imagine that. So then she, you know, she's still collecting a pension. Nobody ever got fired. Nobody ever got fired. There's our our, our Congress has been um, their idea of oversight is just to basically give some clever sound bites that they think is going to sound good on Fox News to make it seem as though they're they're doing something. I think what Americans are looking for is accountability, not oversight. And that means if somebody's broken the law, that they go to jail. And if they just if they didn't break the law, but they violated protocol, then they need to be fired. Nobody was fired by the FBI that I'm aware of. They all got their pensions. I mean, Sussman, who uh, was it Sussman or was it Klein Kleinsmith who falsified the FISA warrant on the Carter page still has his law license. So does yeah. so does Michael yeah. Sussman, who um, who lied to Mark Elias, all of them. I mean, you know, Peter Strzok, Lisa Page, uh, Brennan Clapper, they all lied before Congress. They all broke the law in one way or another. And not one of them. Clapper probably still has his top level security clearance. There's just no accountability probably. going on. Meanwhile, you know, we've got people being sentenced to 80 years from January 6th who never even entered the Capitol. I mean, it's just insane what's going on in our government. Wrap us up, Eric Carone. Wrap us up, Eric Carone. Well, well, my, I, I just once again, I want to thank you for having me. You know, I, I think it's important that the American people get switched on. You know, the book that mm-hmm. I wrote is called "Switched On: The Heart and Mind of a, a Special Agent," and it's so important that the American people uh, understand what what does it mean to be switched on, mm-hmm. and the three core principles that I live by every day to help me make a good decisions, and and it's a mindset is is strengthening mind through education. It's your ticket to life's party. Without it, you're not getting in. Strengthen the, the body through sleep, eat, and exercise, the C philosophy, and strengthen the soul through faith because you're going to need it uh, on these dark and, and scary days that are coming upon us right mm-hmm. now. So those are the core principles that I live by, and I hope the American people uh, start to understand that you, you, we have to live a switched-on life because, again, the, the days and months ahead are are scary, in my opinion, uh, under yeah. this administration. Well, you're right. And I'm glad you brought up the faith part because, you know, we've, we, you know, that's, that's something that the left is working really hard to try to remove from our society. Right. They're trying to remove the Judeo-Christian principles and values in which yeah. this country was founded because they want to replace God with state. They want us to worship state. And our founders believe that our rights came from God and they want us to think that our yeah. rights come from man. And they made a lot of progress on that end with COVID. They used that virus as an excuse to completely tramp on our liberties. I mean, we, we didn't even have any liberties anymore. If you had a business, you were subject to the government telling you whether or not you could flip your lights on, whether or not you could go to work. Um, shutting yeah. healthy people into their, our homes. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Um, before I let you go, um, I had a question here for you about election integrity. You know, so much about what's going on with the FBI and the DOJ is about trying to attack anybody and intimidate anybody who's questioned the outcome of an election. When we uh, when we have today a judge ruled out of Delaware that what they did with the mail-in ballots was illegal. Wisconsin courts now are starting to rule that that laws were broken. We already have known the Arizona audit came out that uh, that that uh, 
Trump won that state. Um, mm. Nothing matters in our country if elections don't matter. Your thoughts on yeah. election integrity? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, again, I, I've, I've been fortunate in the last six, eight months. I've traveled to East Africa three times. I went to uh, Kenya and, and Tanzania twice, and I'm getting ready to go to Uganda. You know, those people, the people in East Africa and really most of Africa, um, you know, they would die for free elections mm-hmm. and, and fair elections. Um, we, we, this is sacred. The, the, the ability for, 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 um, for Americans to vote cannot be taken, taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, this is sacred. Um, uh, that thing that we do, a simple thing as going out to vote, and it should be, it should be revered, and it's not. We, what's wrong with, unless, unless, you know, unless you're out of the country and you're sick, of course, but we, you should be able to, you should go to a voting booth and yep. cast your ballot. And On election day, yourself. not election yeah. weeks, uh, not having state Supreme Courts decide that they're going to rewrite election laws because yes. we've now gone to mail-in ballots and we've got to have all this extra time for mail-in ballots. You know, um, they, the left has successfully used the idea of um, access to voting, which is basically about convenience, um, yeah. as, as, as a way for them to pull all kinds of shenanigans. There's nothing, it the is. Constitution says you have the right to vote. It doesn't say you have the right to demand conveniences and on the basis of, you know, you know, your identity, you know, group that you're in. And Republicans need to stop support. I've had Republicans argue with me that, oh, absentee ballots are fine. We need absentee. That way, if you're on vacation, you can still vote. Well, you know what? If you care enough about voting, don't take a vacation then. If you want a vacation on election day, then get, then you're giving up your, your, you know, your vote because it's just, this yep. is this is where we're at. All of this push for convenience has led us to where we're at today. We need to go to, to same day voting Amen. at a polling place, on paper, with an ID, and that should be the end of it. Well, this is the end of my time with you. Tell everybody how they can get okay. your book switched on, The Heart and Mind of a Special Agent. Well, you know, again, thanks for having me. You, obviously, Amazon has it. Uh, the audio book is out there as well. I had a professional actor do it. I couldn't do it. Because well, you I, got that accent. I just, just, <laughs> I park in the car in the Harvard Yard, you know. So, <laughs> I, uh, so the audio book is really done really professionally. I love it. Um, and uh, my website is Switched on Life, Switched on Life, where you can read the articles uh, I write for a blue magazine out of New Jersey. And there's some other articles I've written um, and some you know, some video appearances and what have you. So, um, you know, my book is dedicated to all men and women of law enforcement and to my Marine Corps father um, because um, without my Semper dad, Fi, man, I, I was born at Lejeune. Semper Fi, okay. So, so my my dad taught me everything I needed to know and gave and, uh, and gave me those principles that I I shared with you earlier. So, and then of course all men and women of law enforcement because, you know, they, they, they risk their lives for people they don't even know. And, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. so we don't give them the, the enough respect and love that they deserve. And right. just imagine that, that two o'clock this morning, you call 911 and some stranger shows up and saves your That's butt. Right. That's and, right. And, and, and so, you know, we, we need to step up and start respecting and, and appreciating all men and women of law enforcement as well as our military. Um, and this, this wokeness, this liberal, if you will, attitude by our, our elected officials um, who haven't learned the hard lesson 
uh, of 9-11 that the number one job is to keep our butts safe. Yep. Um, and right now, people are dying throughout America because, because we're not supporting the men and women in law enforcement in this open sanctuary country we've become. So God bless America. Go to Switched On Life uh, or Amazon and, and get the book and, and learn uh, about what it means to be switched on in life. All right. Well, thank you for being here and uh, switching on my listeners. They're getting switched on. All right. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> thank you for you. being here. God bless. All right. Now, y'all thank stay you. tuned. We're going to take a, a little break. Second break in the three-hour live broadcast of tonight's Andrea K. Show. No, the Andrea K. Show has not been canceled. Callers calling in thinking we've been canceled. Um, we're going to be back live tomorrow night on the radio dial as well as the stream. Uh, we're going to take a, a break and coming back, Tom Del Bacaro will be here, our buddy Tom, so don't go anywhere. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.